Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. It's so good to have you here this morning. Hello to our QB family as well. And I, I have good news for each and every one of us today. I thoroughly believe that God wants to speak to you. And so together, let's open our hearts as we do this. And so, God, we decide afresh right now to open our heart to you. We ask, Lord, that you, through your word, that you would speak to us. God, we want you to guide us in our lives. We want to build on the firm foundation that is you. And so, God, we open our ears, we open our mind, we open our heart. And we say, God, come and pour in. We're anticipating strength from heaven in our worlds today for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. First, let's start with what we know. What we know is that Jesus, Jesus is all powerful. Jesus is all sufficient. Jesus is our risen Savior. He conquered the grave. He is able. And I need to be reminded of that every single day. And so do you. His name is far above every other. His authority, His rule is above every other. And there could be some more noise right now because this is why we live that He is far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every other name. Jesus is right at the center. And the, the critical element for you and I is that we would have Jesus right at the center of our lives, not on the periphery. He cannot fit there in someone's life. We're kidding ourselves. And we have friends who, who think it's okay to have Jesus here. For us, he's got to be burning right in the center of our hearts that we would again be mobilized to reach out to those who think it's okay to have him sitting here on the bookshelf with other philosophies. On the, here's here's help if I really get into trouble. I know that friendly Jesus guy is there. We go, "This, this is eternity. This is real. We get one shot. At this, And so for us, Jesus needs to be center of our lives. And every Sunday, our hope is that we all afresh would, would reinforce that decision. Our hope is that anyone who steps in to this building or any of our locations who doesn't know Jesus right in the center, that they would make a decision as his love comes alive for them to say, yes, I'm going to follow you. Jesus right in the center. And if we go to the, the next slide, we have a a way of describing the life that he wants to stir in us. This is our purpose statement flowing from John 10.10, that Jesus gives life to the full and that he then wants us to live it and share it, that, that Jesus wants to stir this supernatural life. He wants it literally to be alive within inside of us where, where there is not even a sniff of religion here because this is a living, breathing relationship that we are forming and forging with the Saviour. Jesus alive inside of us and moving through us. And there's a, there's a challenge that as I've talked to people about our purpose statement, there's been a challenge for some where this has been a little abstract. 
So I, I hear this, but how do I respond or, or what should things look like as this is alive with inside of me? Does this life to the full that he provisioned for us as we live in and share it, what does that actually look like? Does that produce something? And so let's look at three things that, that could produce inside of us. And so one of those is that we would grow as influencers. This you may call a discipleship journey, that we would be his disciple. Every moment we're learning, we're growing. A disciple is a student, is a, a learner. And so God wants us to grow as influencers. We're called to be the head, not the tail. We're called to shine a light into this world, that there is something they see in us that it has a wow factor because it's Him in us, alive in us. And so as we grow as influencers, there is this understanding of the gifts that He has woven into who we are. And there's a pouring petrol onto those gifts. There's, a, there's an awakening in that space so that we would be mobilized in the arts, in business, in education, in media, in government and politics and in all the different spheres of life, that there would be a mobilization of us to be salt and light to be an influencer. And depending on the call of God and how that's shaped in us, maybe it's been an influencer of tens or hundreds or thousands. We don't compare to each other. We just have to outwork the call of God that He's given to us. He wants us to grow as influencers. This is a discipleship journey for us. Secondly, to foster family and friendships, that there would be this unification, this unity that is found within inside of God Himself, three in one, that that would be in us an understanding of how despite difference, we can learn to get along and be here for each other, this a glorious unity where we see vibrant, robust relationships being built. And whether it's in a, in a family context with marriage or with parents and children or in a, in a context like this, the interpersonal relationships that we would have here, that we could see Jesus alive in that space. And, and thirdly, another core element that comes alive as, as Jesus is, is right burning inside of us is that this go beyond plus one heartbeat. Don't think of beyond as a program here. Think of it as a burning heartbeat inside of us, that his heart for others becomes our heart for others. And this doesn't happen without supernatural intervention because we are so inherently selfish. And so I need him to continually fuel me with a love for others or without even realizing the culture of this world causes us to regress where we become more and more me-focused without even realizing. This go beyond heartbeat where we are thinking others, where there is radical and practical love in action, where we are reaching out to those around us, helping them take steps closer to Jesus Christ. As we live our call, as we live our call, as, as the very center of this chart comes alive in us, as Jesus is alive in the very center, then what we see is this middle rung, this next run, we see life flowing into these areas. That the heart of Christ, He would want us to grow as influences. He's calling us to go beyond, to, to foster family and friends. And so His call is that we would be alive and mobilized in those spaces where, again, the world 
would take note and go, I don't, I don't understand all the nuances of that Christian thing. Some of it looks weird to me, but I cannot deny that there is a power in them to do things that I don't see in any other context. That there is an ability for them to, to be in positions of influence and have a level of grace and love in that space that I don't see in others. That there is something, uh, and I, they wouldn't use the word supernatural, but they're trying to describe His supernatural power alive in us. That when I look at the statistics across the world, they're extraordinarily different for what I'd see in Christian zones than what I see in non-Christian zones, where they would see as they look at Australian demographics, that they would see that marriage in the church looks different to marriage outside the church, where the divorce rates are extraordinarily different because He is our strength to be unified in that space, where there's something in the way that our kids are being raised, that's His power flowing through us into that space. And so as He is alive more and more in the centre of our heart, this would just flow out. This is our journey of ascent. We would walk this out step by step, moment by moment. So what this, what this actually does for us is it helps our purpose statement not look so abstract. You see, you can actually set some goals around this space. We could go, man, something stirs in my heart about being a person of influence. And so we can set some God-given goals some righteous goals in that space. We can target them, hone in, move with clarity in that space, and then it becomes measurable, which helps us in our humanity to know that we're actually moving somewhere. That Okay, I can, I can see it. It makes sense in a whole new way. It's measurable for us. Is our heart for others being experienced. And we can measure that in the impact of lives around us, in our invite rate, in the amount of conversations we have with unchurched people that could help them step closer to God. It becomes measurable, which is glorious and ridiculously scary at the same time. Because then we can realize that, wow, I've actually become lazy in this area. And God, I've let let go of part of your call to me, because his call is that you would be alive, I would be alive in our go beyond, in our daily lives. His call to us is that we would foster family and friendships. His call to us is that we would grow as influencers, and we need all of these operating, where if we just have this passion to grow as an influencer, and we're marching down that space, but we forget about going beyond, and our family and friends suffer, because then we're not stepping in the direction that God would want us to. It's out of balance, that He wants this glorious harmony to be happening here. And yes, we will be stronger in certain areas, but there has to be a certain degree of strength in all. This becomes less abstract and more concrete. And like I said, it, it also gives us a personal level of responsibility where we can see, we can measure, we could actually have a chat as Em and I do as husband and wife and go, hey, are we doing good in this space? How's our parenting going? Are we parenting as God wants? How's our, how's our marriage? And it's a glorious and scary space. It's room for him to move in that, in that place. And let's, let's zoom out to the, to the next layer because here in the, the inside layer, we have, sorry, this middle layer, th- there is a degree of personal responsibility that we each must carry. That when we stand before God as an individual, we can't use excuses about the context. 
that God, I tried to outwork your call, but my church just wasn't really good at this area. God, I tried to outwork your call, but I had this thing happen to me in life. And so I just kind of gave up. I just kind of sat on the bench a little bit. None of that flies because he's made provision for each and every single one of us to step over the obstacle that lies before us, to find victory, his victory for whatever we journey through. And so as we have this personal responsibility, but we also know that we can't make this alone, that none of us are self-made. I'm not standing here because I have just grabbed the victory of Christ for myself, pulled it in without anybody else's help. Many of you through the decades have been a part of my journey. 32 years, I think, for me in this church. And many of you have helped me grow to the person that I am today. And it's the same with every single one of us. The environment shapes us. And so what sort of environment do we want? What sort of environment matters? And, and if we now zoom out to this, this church kind of corporate level, this, this also helps us live our call. And so for us as a church, there are, there are three main vehicles that help us outwork our call that we, that we utilize in this space. And, and firstly, we have corporate gatherings. You're in one right now. Congratulations. And so we, we know this. We, we get this. We, yeah. We, we do corporate gatherings. We have church. We have corporate prayer meetings. The young people meet here on Fridays and Life Plus gather on Friday mornings. And so there are loads of corporate gatherings. And these are larger. These are often more big picture. Like this morning is more, more visionary. There's less interaction because of the size. And so we don't just have these large scale corporate gatherings. We also have smaller gatherings or groups. Again, we see this outworked in, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts. And so we also have, have groups and groups are connect groups. Alpha, C3 College and various groups. These are now more specific. They can target one of the middle layers with a little more focus. There's more interaction where we're developing relationships and more of an opportunity for different people to use your gifts and to engage in that space. We need corporate gatherings, but it can't just be that for you or I or the church. We need to have groups. We need these smaller scale gatherings. You need it. Others around you need it. For us to engage in that space is important. And there's, there's another way that we can help stir that is ramped up and the world uses this far more effectively than the church, I think, often, and that's media. We have seen extraordinary cultural changes recently, which will appear in another message because of the power of the media. And so for us, media can take the message, can take methods, can take motivation and bring it into our world 24-7. Just like the world can get stuff into us 24-7 through media if we're engaged in that space. So we can, we can leverage this as a vehicle to help outwork the call that is within us. So these vehicles help move us on this journey. So what we have here, from the very center outwards, we have this 
thrust. There is a, there is a personal thrust that flows from the center of the circle out. If we can roll that next slide, please, guys. A personal thrust out from intimacy with Christ. So right from in the middle layer, this, there's this personal thrust outward from intimacy with Christ where we are inspired, where we are motivated, we are enabled. We hear His call to grow as influencers, to go beyond, to foster family and friends. And because we understand the power of the church context that all of us are designed to do this together, we therefore understand the power of corporate gatherings, of groups, of how we can utilize media in that space and how we can utilize that for ourselves as individuals. So there's this thrust that goes outwards from the center core. But there's also this structural thrust that flows from the outside to the inside. There's a structural thrust into deeper intimacy with Christ that every Sunday gathering is designed to fuel something in us and it will focus a little more on different Sundays to help us grow as influencers, to help us go beyond, to help us foster family and friends, ultimately moving us more towards the center where we would see something afresh of Jesus, where our intimacy with Him would grow and develop, that He is alive right at the very center. And so there is this, this flow in, there is this thrust out that happens here. And so what you see behind me here becomes a core focus for us in years ahead. Becomes a, a key thrust for us as we, as we create, as we shape, as we hone what this is going to look like in, in the future. And, and remember that this is an uphill journey. John Maxwell famously says that everything worthwhile in life is uphill. He then goes on to say, the problem is most of us have uphill dreams, but downhill habits. Brilliant insights into how we're wired. And so what counteracts that is intentionality. (laughs) To let his heart continually become alive in us. And then that's the fuel to continue this journey of ascent. So what does this look like for us as we as we take what we see represented here, which kind of for us here, it will be intuitive. This, this makes sense. We go, yeah, I get it. A, a walk with Christ, this is, what it, this is what it looks like. This is what it's going to produce. This is the stuff that, that matters. I understand why that's all, all there. And so as we, as we move forward together, what does this look like? Well, currently we have Groups. We have lots of groups and you can join a a connect group now. And those groups are designed to help the middle layer come alive in you. Some of them focus a little more on one aspect. Some of them are a little more general. And so let's look at that. Corey Dallin has a connect group that focuses on growing influences in the business space. So you go to that connect group and it's helping mobilize and strengthen those muscles to help you live that part of your call. There's also in that, in that group, there is a fostering of friendships as you meet people you've never met. And this happens in every group that we roll. 
you meet people and then there, there can be this, this sharpening, this growth that happens just by meeting someone. And then you hear someone's passion similar to yours. And then all of a sudden, this relationship could bring the shift into your world to even greater fruitfulness than what you're currently on. And this is how God loves it as we're engaging with each other. Also in that, that group, there's a plus one moment. And in our connect groups in this church, we, we stop and we take time in all of our gatherings to have a conversation. And we say, hey, how's it going for you in terms of reaching out to people around you that don't know Christ? Call it a plus one moment, helping someone take one step closer to Christ. And the connect group that I had a couple of years ago, I saw Dan Jack earlier and some other guys from here. We used to meet in the foyer early mornings and we used to have this moment. And so every fortnight as we gathered, we'd have this moment to, to talk about the, the plus one heartbeat. Is it alive in us? Have I been too busy as a pastor doing the will of God to not even think about people who are distant from Him? And so sometimes I would sit in that connect group and have to lead that plus one moment knowing that I haven't really even thought about unchurched people that week. I have when it came to the salvation call on Sunday, but not in my, my day-to-day out there anywhere near as much as I should. And it was in that talking, that argy-bargy, and we're not angry with each other. We're talking. Someone else has had this moment where they took a step of faith and they told their friend about Christ or they invited them to something and it, it fuels me and it stirs me and it challenges. And we need that from each other because someone in that group is going to be a plus one maniac. They were born for that and you need their passion in you. But likewise, you may have this extraordinary knowledge in how to foster relationships. And they may be aggravating people with their plus one. And so something about how the grace that's on you to do relationships well. They need that. And this happens as we do relationship together. And so we've got this, this kind of this business connect group. And what if that was multiplied? And we had all of these groups that, that then helped in all the different spheres of life. And you've got this passion in media to be an influence. And, and there's a group that you can be a part of that amplifies this space. And ultimately, again, it, it calls us back right at the very center to closeness with Christ. What about fostering family and friendships? An example currently is we've got a group with Danielle at our She CGs. She, Danielle runs multiple connect groups, um, but the one on Wednesdays where it's parenting for preschool, for not preschoolers, but parents of preschoolers, and where they talk and they talk about things that mums of preschoolers need to talk about while their preschoolers are being looked after. And again, there's this equipping, this training, this beautiful space there. And what if we could develop an even greater flow vehicles that could help foster this more where, where for before you have kids, there's, there's a group, there's some space that, that you can talk about and, and get some foundations in place. And then the, the toddler and preschooler and, and primary and high and, and where, where all the way through there is this, this utilizing the, the skills and knowledge and insights that, that are here where we're helping each other, where we're not having to recreate the wheel and we need each other in this space. So part of what we're going to do moving forward is we're going to roll a number of think tanks where I want to hear from you. As we, as we hone what this is going to look like for us 
moving forward. We have these, these think tanks that are going to be operating across our locations where I want you to share your passion, your expertise, your experience. And so it could be a think tank about different areas that are up here. And if, if you've got even a frustration in that area about, it'd be awesome if the church could, then now is your opportunity to come and put a solution-focused edge to it and come and let's build this thing together because maybe you've got a thought that just can help get this pathway laid out that could be extraordinary. Or maybe that's not even your thought, but your thought triggers another thought in someone else. And then in discussion and bouncing it around, we then go, wow, we can, we can lay this, this pathway. We can create vehicles in one of these in groups or with media or corporate gatherings that are going to help carry us as the people of God and help us outwork our call with fresh intensity. Because the world is thumping into our heads, into our homes, into our society with an ever-increasing force. And so what we must do is increasingly be intentional. That this doesn't step back, but we must step forward in this space and then work together to see something glorious happen for Him. Ephesians 4 verse 1, and we finish, we finish here. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. He loves you. He's calling you. Your moment has not passed. Your moment is now. I want us to continue this journey of ascent together. This journey that we stumble on, that we can't be afraid of making a mistake on because that's a part of the journey. We're going to be ascending together. There's going to be some loose rocks. There's going to be some grazed knees. There's going to be some falls. There's going to be some disappointments. There's going to be everything we saw outworked in the early church. But we choose to continue this journey of ascent together. We're going to strategize. We're going to seek His face above everything else. We're going to climb. We're going to live lives worthy of the calling we have received. We're going to build on this foundation of so many things that have been done well for decades in this church. And we're going to look at what that needs to look like as we move forward into the next decade or two. We're going to believe that we can do something. We're not going to stop dreaming. We're not going to stop hoping and believing. Believing in faith that we can see things shift. That we're not just going to do this journey of ascent and look down at others who aren't, we're going to call them up. So come on, let's do this together. Let's do this together. I want to see more and more of the King of glory. Let's see Him alive afresh in our hearts. So Lord, everything that we've discussed here, Lord, everything that's been talked through, our hopes and dreams in this space, but also our our fears and frustrations. God, we surrender them to You. I ask, Lord, that You would guide us as Your people. You would guide us in this house. 
Lord, you would, would call us together afresh. Lord, that you'd bring forth the right ideas, the right insights, that we would develop the, the strategies and these levels of intentionality moving forward that ultimately God would bear great fruit. And through it all, Jesus, would you be at the very center? Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.